the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along here on 98.9 The Answer. Take us with you wherever you go with the iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com app. Catch the podcasts by going to 989theanswer.com. Click on Listen and Podcasts, and you will find it. Uh, the first segment of the show today concerned the actions taken yesterday in the Ohio House of Representatives, where a bill that I strongly support, uh, two bills actually, the SAFE Act and the Protect Women's Sports Act have been combined into one, uh, passed by a 64-28 to 28 margin, uh, which to me seems uh, pretty much like a landslide, uh, but it is being reported as being uh, very controversial. Uh, we'll allow Representative Gary Click, the sponsor of the SAFE Act, to explain why it's controversial. Gary, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for uh, taking up this uh this uh, agenda and taking up this uh, consequential piece of legislation. You got a lot of opponents. It would have been easier for you not to be out front on this. Uh, What's your motivation as to why you did it? Well, Bruce, uh, when you look at families in the face and you see the tears streaming down their eyes and and down their cheeks and, and they look at you and say, would you please help us? I'm just the kind of guy that's hard to say no to that. And uh, and that's exactly how this bill started. And uh, people who are victims of this gender ideology and these bad medical ethics that are going on. And, and listen, I, I want to be clear. Sometimes we get caught up in, and I said this on the floor yesterday, calling this part of the culture war. This goes beyond the culture war. This is about medical ethics. And, you know, if someone wants to dress different, if they want to dress, you know, dye their hair pink, purple, or yellow or whatever, that's their business how you dress and you know i'm not a big pronoun guy but if if you want to change your pronouns that's your business but when you start carving up kids that's everybody's business that's our business and we had to jump in and do something and uh, that's what we did and the legislature spoke loud and clear at least the house did yesterday and i i'm very confident that the uh, senate will do the same thing yeah tell me a little bit about the senate's now going on uh, i guess summer recess you anticipate that they will tackle this when they come back in the fall and uh, is it a priority for matt huffman and the people in the senate well you know that, that's a good question you know for them i, I can't speak for them I, i've not felt any opposition from them not not any sense of opposition on this bill Typically, we don't. They don't really like to take up the conversation until it gets there, mm-hmm. and they, they don't want to, you know, jump in and weigh in until they. We've actually done our job in the House, so I, we've had surface level communications on it. Uh, I don't see any hindrances. I don't see any hiccups, but uh, we will dive in deeper to that uh, once it actually arrives over there. Once it gets assigned to a committee. And then we'll take a look and we'll say, okay, what can we do? How can we make sure this gets out hey, without uh, any major changes that would that would undercut the bill? You know, we know there were some efforts uh, to take out the puberty blockers ban and just to create some conditions 
but no child no child needs a sex change in Ohio, whether it's chem- through chemical castration or surgical castration. No child needs a sex change in Ohio. Totally agree. Gary Click is our guest. Uh, he represents uh, Vickery uh, in the Ohio State House, and you can follow him on Twitter at Pastor Click. Uh, where is Vickery? Well, actually, it's at Click for Ohio. Oh. Uh, that that's the handle I use on okay. Twitter for this. Very good. Click for Ohio is the is uh, where you uh, can follow Gary on Twitter. Where is your uh, home district, Gary? What's it near? Well, uh, so we're up in Northwest Ohio. I cover Sandusky and Seneca counties, and uh, I usually you, you got it right. I'm in Vickery, but that's about a hundred folks, and most people don't even know where it is. <laughs> uh, you might pass through it going up to Cedar Point. Uh, but uh, I say Fremont. You know, I, I work in Fremont. I spend more time in Fremont than I do at home. And so I usually just tell people in the Fremont area. Well, now I know where you're from, the home of Charles Woodson. I got that 100%. You got that right. All right. All right, Gary. Uh, tell me, uh, why the decision to combine the uh, Save Women's Sports Act into your bill? I think they're totally compatible. Uh, I think it uh, maybe moved the Save Women's Sports Act along, which I appreciate because, as I said a few moments ago, uh, the Save Women's Sports Act, for people who argue against it, saying that, well, we don't have that problem in Ohio, it's a little bit like a life jacket. You don't need a life jacket until you really need it. And uh, the Save right. Women's Sports Act is something that we definitely need in Ohio, so we don't have a problem we have to fix after it becomes a problem. Yeah, well, yeah, so first of all, it just I think it was just a practical thing to just put them, let's, let's deal, there are two similar ideas, two similar concepts. Let's just deal with them both at once, and uh, it just makes it an easier, smoother process to get it through the system, you know. And uh, Jenna Powell is a champion in that. She, she's just been an absolute champion. I have total respect for her. You know, we talked over the the, the language and so forth, and uh, you know, you know, the part of the the problem with being a preacher is when you get up to speak, you know, ten minutes or ten to fifteen minutes goes by real fast. And so I did not even get a chance to address the uh, Save Women Sports Act, but fortunately she was there to give testimony on that part of the bill. And, uh, you know, she's always, her, her name is down as a co-sponsor rather than as the sponsor. But everyone's always going to know that Jenna put the hard work into that, and uh, she deserves the credit for the Save Women Sports aspect of this. Yeah, and I know her area well, uh, Arcanum, a lot of the little towns over there. I'm from a little town, obviously. I think uh, you identify with those people, too, in Ohio. Communities yeah. uh, communities uh, unite around uh, small town, small school sports teams, and uh, right. something like this. Uh, I think the Ohio High School Athletic Association has been playing with fire, allowing it. They've been lucky that they haven't had a dominant male play against the women. Uh, but you also obviously have experienced the pushback against these two measures. And uh, I just wonder if you could ex- explain to our listeners what it's been like uh, for you interacting with the opposition and um, how you respond to the opposition as to the necessity for these two measures. Well, there's a lot of a lot of social media trolls that that come on board, and I, I'm not even going to try to pretend like I, I respond to it the best way I should. Once in a while, I just take up the the fight and just you know chat back with them and kind of try to put them in their place. It's probably best to ignore them sometimes, uh, which is what you know is you know at the state house. We've also had a you know number of people show up and get in our faces, you know. There was a guy out there banging a drum, and I, I walked outside after uh, committee last week, and he still happened to be there. So he started, you know, chasing me down somewhat aggressively, you know, banging on the drum and 
chanting, you know, uh, you know, some vile and vulgar things, you know, and I just, you know, I just kind of roll with it. I let it roll off my back. The, the truth is, is, you know, people get a chance to have their say, you know, not everyone's going to like what we do. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. The opposition is very energized and they're also very engaged, but they're not very numerous. Uh, the protesters that have been there have been small. Now, when we have testimonies, a number of people show up to testify because they're very organized, but still the bulk of the people in Ohio are with us. According to a Baldwin Wallace poll, 67% of the people are with us. When it comes to Democrats, there are actually, uh, what, 46% of the Democrats agree with us, 38% oppose us. So even the Democrats around Ohio are with us by a margin of 8%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish that would have been reflected in the, in the vote. I actually know that some of the Democrats agree with us. They've, they've whispered it in the hallways. They've given me that wink and that nod, saying, hey, we're with you, but you know, we just can't vote for it. Uh, and I, I wish they would have had the courage to yeah. step out and, and vote their conscience, and vote their districts, but sometimes they're captivated by their caucus. Yeah, and by the uh, money that will come in behind them. And that's where I want to go next is, uh, do you anticipate uh, that money from the hospital lobby, the medical lobby. I mean, this is a lucrative line of uh, treatment for Akron Children's, Nationwide Children's, Cincinnati Children's. Uh, this is a lucrative line of treatment that your SAFE Act yes, uh, will not allow in the state of Ohio. Have you encountered lobbying opposition financed by uh, those kinds of entities, maybe not those specific entities, and do you anticipate that that will ramp up uh, as the Senate considers this and uh, hopefully passes it and sends it on to the governor? Well, well Bruce, uh, first of all, you know, I'm a man of character. I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but if I believe in something, that's what I'm going to do, and I'll just take the consequences. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, the hospitals have pushed back in their lobbying efforts. They've pushed back hard. Uh, they've actually been pretty deceived, and I hate to say this because the children's hospitals do so many good things when it comes to, you know, childhood cancer, yep. leukemia, and diseases, and, you know, I want to love them, and, and when I go to places and they say, would you like to donate an extra dollar to the children's hospitals, I want to say yes, but I have not been able to do that because I know what they're doing to these kids with gender dysphoria, but uh, when it comes to the, the money, you know, listen, I'd rather lose my job doing the right thing than to keep it doing the wrong thing or being silent when I see wrong happen. Um, I don't anticipate. I haven't seen any money spent against me in those efforts. You know, I'm in a pretty conservative area, pretty conservative district. And you know, we have some folks in the district that don't like me and so on. That, that happens everywhere. But by by and large, folks support what I'm doing, and I don't think they're going to want to waste their money. Well, I certainly hope not. Uh, and you are not the first. Ohio is not the first. We are. Uh, there are at least 20 other states that have done these things, uh, either parts of it or both. I so appreciate uh, you leading this fight and being courageous on it. Thank, thank you, you for doing it. And uh, thank you again, and you're welcome on the show anytime. Hey, God bless you. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for being a strong voice for conservatism. Uh, my thanks to Gary Click on Twitter, at Click4Ohio. And again, he's right about the prevailing overwhelming support for measures like the SAFE Act and the Protect Women's Sports Act, which have been folded into the same bill that was passed overwhelmingly yesterday in the Ohio House. Now it goes to the Ohio Senate in the fall. 
And uh, Governor Mike DeWine would do well to sign this. Uh, if he tries to stand in the way of this, uh, his veto will be overridden, uh, just as, I believe it was Andy Bashir in Kentucky's vetoes were overridden. The people of the state of Ohio, the people of the United States of America, know that it is inherently unfair to have men playing women's sports or boys playing girls' sports. And they also know that it is outrageously awful, horrifically evil even, for minors to be given life-altering drugs when they are minors, to allow the minors to make the decision. Would you consider the U.K., Sweden, Finland, and Norway to be more conservative countries than the United States or more liberal countries than the United States? U.K., Sweden, Finland, Norway. Oh, and I forgot France. All five countries have outlawed these kinds of procedures. All five. Why? (laughs) Well, because they know... It's wrong to do it, but they've also studied the data and they've looked at the treatments and they've listened to the people who were victimized before these procedures were outlawed. Hopefully we get to that point here in America soon. But I don't know, because yesterday, when I started the show yesterday, I was watching the John Durham hearings in Washington, D.C. And I said yesterday... The same thing Britt Hume said last night on Special Report. He said, when you watch that Durham hearing, we are so enslaved to our partisan positions. Why can a Democrat not say, yeah, um, really bad that James Comey, the FBI director, did not tell the people investigating, the actual investigators that he put in charge of the crossfire hurricane investigation. The investigation into Donald Trump being a Russian agent. Really bad that James Comey knew from a briefing at the White House months before that Hillary Clinton financed the Steele dossier, and yet when James Comey put people in the FBI, agents, on the case, hey, we got this report that Donald Trump's cavorting with prostitutes in Moscow and that Donald Trump's a Russian agent. We got to investigate this that James Comey did not share with them. Oh, by the way, we also know this Steele dossier was financed by Hillary Clinton. But the Democrats, none of them yesterday could stand up and go, "Uh, Mr. Durham, thank you for exposing issues in our justice system that need to be corrected. These are ugly things to contemplate, and we don't ever want them to be repeated, so thank you for your work. We don't share much in common, but we both share the desire for the, jaw, the, the law to be uh, adjudicated equally in the United States of America. Not one. Not one. Instead, they did everything they could to disparage John Durham and ruin his reputation. Here's uh, Jim Jordan questioning John Durham about what his investigation found. Mr. Durham, in the summer of 2016, did our government receive intelligence that suggested Secretary Clinton had approved a plan to tie President Trump to Russia? Yes. 
Was that intelligence important enough for Director Brennan to go brief the president of the United States, the vice president of the United States, the attorney general of the United States and the director of the FBI? Yes. And was that intelligence put then into a memorandum, a referral memorandum? Yes. And was that memorandum then given to Director Comey and Agent Strzok? Yes. Did Director Comey share that memorandum with the FISA court? I'm not aware of that if he did. Did he share it with the agents on the case working the Crossfire Hurricane case? No. Didn't share it with the agents on the case. Can you tell the committee what happened when you took that referral memo and shared it with one of those agents, specifically Supervisory Special Agent Number 1? He indicated he had never seen it before. He immediately became emotional, got up and left the room with his lawyer, spent some time in the hallway, came back. He was ticked off, wasn't he? He was ticked off because this is something he should have had as an agent on the case. It's important information that the director of the FBI kept from the people doing the investigation. Now, of course, one of the Democrats yesterday going after Durham, trying to make Durham look terrible, was Adam Schiff, congressman from California, who's quite likely going to be the next senator from California, even though Adam Schiff was the guy who also knew, like James Comey, that this was all made-up garbage financed by Hillary Clinton. Let's jump into the Wayback Machine and listen how Adam Schiff portrayed what was a big nothing burger into the most scandalous political operation of all time. This is about as clear evidence you could find of intent by the campaign to collude with the Russians. Russians offered help. The campaign accepted help. The Russians gave help, and the president made full use of that help. There's clear evidence uh, on the issue of collusion. There is ample evidence of collusion. So last night, the House voted to censure Adam Schiff. Only 26 congressmen in history, almost 250 years, only 26 have been censured. Adam Schiff will wear it like a badge of honor. Of course he will, because it will help him raise money and help him become a senator. This is indicative of the political ugliness that exists out there, not just on the left, but on the right as well. Our allegiance to our foxholes and the people who we presume to be in those foxholes with us, we have to be able to admit when our side is wrong. We have to be able to hold accountable the people on our side who are wrong. And a good defense is not, well, Hillary Clinton got off, so you know, we can we can do whatever we want. Again, you do not want to become what you despise. Or the country that you love will cease to be the country you love. America is America, not just because of the physical landmass and the beauty of the Rocky Mountains and the varying topography and all. America is America because of the values and the systems that we have in place. And we have to staunchly guard those or they will not survive. And if they don't, our country won't either. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.